This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. This is the Mark Madden Unfiltered Podcast from the Bet Rivers Network. Welcome to yet another edition of the Mark Madden Podcast presented only on the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. Don't forget you can bet now from anywhere. I'm joined uh, by Tom Opperman. And Tom, Tom Brady retired. That is the talk of, well, not just the sports world, but it's pretty much saturated you can tell I'm tired of, well, anyway, here it goes. Do you believe Tom Brady is retired for good? Yes, I do think this one's going to stick. It does feel like, and it's appropriate since we're recording this on Groundhog's Day, this is Groundhog's Day, and we're Bill Murray in the movie because we did this all last year at this on exact the same, same time. Exact same day, correct. But yeah, I think this one is going to stick. I just don't see any reason why he would come back to play. This was by far his worst year as an NFL quarterback, and I have to think he's... Honest with himself and saying it's not going to get much better from here. It might get a little bit better than last year, but I'm never going to win a Super Bowl again. Yeah, I kind of have a theory that once Miami recommitted to Tua, if he was going to go anywhere, it was there or wherever Sean Payton took a new job and Denver already has Russell Wilson. So I think those two things kiboshed any remote thought he had about playing another year. But I think more than anything, Tom, he knows he wasn't very good. Right. I, I mean, you know... A lot of top athletes either have incredible self-awareness or none at all. And I think he veers back and forth between the two. <laughs> but but he played so, I don't want to say bad, but he played so mediocre. He was mid that there was no way to not not see that when you watch the videotape. And his stats, the, the yards passed were good, but that's because they had no running game and trailed oh, so yeah. often. Yeah, the record-breaking performance for attempts and completions is just a volume record. It's just because they were throwing constantly in those games. It also is interesting that he really didn't put into the game what he usually does, like taking off in training camp and not going to the walkthrough the day before the Steeler games right. to go to a wedding. Like That's not Brady-esque. Brady's like the guy that would call for an extra walkthrough before the Steeler he game to make sure they were Exactly. So maybe he was reflecting on the season and he was like, you know what, I was not a psychopath over-preparer like I usually am. Maybe that's that's a sign that I'm ready to walk away. Now, at a glance, it appears he threw his marriage away for an extra year of football. Uh, I felt that when he retired and came back, Giselle thought he reneged and, you know, she was out the door. Do you believe he'll try to get Giselle back or is that too corny? I think that's too corny. And you got to think that that marriage was on shaky ground anyway before. And that was just like the final straw that she was like, whatever, I'm done now if you're going back to play football. I, 
I can't imagine that it was just, oh, you're going to play football again for one year. Well, all of our happy marriage and our life is ruined now because of that. I'm sure oh, that no, there no, was no. turbulence. I, I before. could see that being the last straw. Exactly. But but I, but I think it it was the last straw. They've already moved on though. He's got some model from Slovakia now, 26 year old, and she's got some personal trainer that she's with. Yeah, I, I think she probably doesn't want to stop banging her jujitsu instructor. You, you know, I mean, he knows submissions. Tom, come on. He's probably more athletic than Tom Brady at this point, too. Well, if you're alluding to what I think you are, I think Brady looks kind of vanilla in the sack. I, I bet he can't keep up with Giselle. And and like I said, the jujitsu guy, I mean, <laughs> you know, the flexibility, the the, the, the various, you know, I, I that's just, I mean, it sounds like I'm lusting after the guy, but I would for sure date a female Brazilian jujitsu instructor Yeah, I think for the in, same reasons. In some ways, I think she definitely traded up. Uh now, is Mahomes the GOAT? We keep hearing that, or is it too early to, to say that? It's way too early to say that, and I just don't know if he's going to be able to be the GOAT because at every argument, say he does play forever and maybe he wins four Super Bowls, and I think that's... And I bet he doesn't. Bit, yeah, I think that's a little bit generous, but say he does. At the end of the day, when you're arguing Brady versus Mahomes, you're going to say, three more Super Bowls for Brady... And he beat Mahomes in the AFC Championship game and beat Mahomes, took a Super Bowl from Mahomes in the Super Bowl on his way out the door. Like, there's no way you can beat that, really, if you're Mahomes. How can you? Well, Mahomes has the recency bias going for him right now, but I agree. Mahomes is never going to win seven Super Bowls. I, I bet he doesn't win two. I mean, mm. sorry, two. I, I meant to say three because two's within his grasp right this second. But I don't but, think he's going to get it right this second. I bet. It, well, I bet he don't win three. That's the point. So in 10 or 15 years, because Brady did win seven, then the conversation comes back to him. And it'll be interesting, too. Will people recognize how when Brady was dropped in, yes, he was relying more on the defense and Belichick, and they kind of coddled him in that system, but he was a master at that system from day one. He was 3-0 and in Super Bowls right away. He won his first three Super Bowls. Mahomes loses this one to the Eagles. He's 1-2. and two. Does the narrative shift towards, yeah, Mahomes is great, but when he gets to the big game, can he close it out? I don't think it will, but it probably should. You know what was great about Brady quitting? Uh, teams and general managers and coaches weren't all falling over each other to try to get him to keep playing. I think not only did he know it's time, I think he was assisted in knowing that by everybody else knowing it's time, too. There was probably less interest than he thought in his head there would be. But I'm sure that there would have been a team that would have taken a, a shot at him if he did say, yeah, I want to play next year. Don't yeah, you? But, but I don't think it would have been a team with, with a great situation. For example, San Francisco, all they need is a quarterback, but just not him. I don't think he has the mobility to thrive in that Shanahan offense. Although, if anybody could revise on the fly yes. you know, in, in the space of one off season, it's uh, Shanahan. If he was going to come back and play, then you would assume that his ego is still intact, that he could be the fixer of a team that just needs that extra piece and I think the Raiders would have made a lot of sense then because they got Adams, they got Jacobs, they got to sign Jacobs, but I'm sure they would. And he's familiar with McDaniels. I don't know how good McDaniels is as a head coach, but he has a great rapport with Brady as the offensive coordinator. So that would maybe be a place that he th would think he could walk into and make better. But obviously, if he's retiring, I don't think the ego's there. He probably looks at that and says, they need to carry me more than I carry them now. You know who really gets screwed out of this, it, besides the Brazilian jiu-jitsu instructor, is, uh, is Greg Olson. Because yeah. he was the flavor du jour, the number one commentator uh, on football, really considered right now with Tony Romo's perceived fall from grace. Everybody loved Greg Olson, but he's on Fox. Brady's going to Fox. 
Greg Olson got to be second string now, right? Yeah, and the thing that sucks extra hard about it is like what network could sweep in in like some network wars and be like, hey, Greg, you're a number two there. Come be our number one because I think Collinsworth should stay at NBC. And although I think Romo has slipped a little bit, I don't think it's as dramatic as people say. I don't say. think Romo slipped. I just think the fans really. Are I just don't think he's paying attention as much as he used to. I still think he has that same weird <laughs> ne- energy ne- that. Neither bro- am I. <laughs> I mean, he got the paycheck, right? It cashes every single time he goes to the bank. That's all that matters. And he loves playing golf. But I I, I just, CBS isn't going to move on from Romo is my point. So, like, there's no spot for him to land other than just staying at Fox at number two. But if I was Olsen, I mean, I'd demand number one money, right? It's up to Fox and, to and not give it to you. probably will get it. Yeah. Probably will get it. But, like, I'm curious to see how big a part of the Super Bowl coverage Brady now is. I, I bet they stick him like at the desk with Gronk. He's got to be introduced, right? And at they the have very some least. hijinks, you know what I mean? But I, he, he, they wouldn't put him on, on the game cast, would they? <laughs> Go with the three-man booth, they, they couldn't possibly replace Olsen. No, they wouldn't replace him for the whole game. The only thing I could see them doing potentially is having Brady come into the booth for a brief moment. You know what I mean? Like, welcome to the family. But I think they're going to do that in the studio. He won't be on for the entire pregame, which I think starts at 7 in the morning on Super Bowl Sunday. So he won't be on for all of that. But I'm sure you're right. Like, he'll come out for a segment. They'll tease Brady up next, and he'll welcome to the family, blah, 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 and, you know, jerk around with those guys for 10, 10 minutes on TV. You know, it's funny, and bear with me on this. I would say Brady's overrated hmm. as a quarterback, except he won seven Super Bowls. Like, he's not the pure arm like Dan Marino was, no. but Marino didn't win any Super Bowls. Like, like, let's say Brady had won one Super Bowl. Would he be being talked about as the GOAT? And I know that's a, that's a big drop, but, like, are his numbers... You know, like like the way he looked, the video, is that enough to make him the GOAT if he wins one, even two Super Bowls? No, because then you just fall into the same argument that you do with whenever you potentially stack up Mahomes with Brady down the road. It's like, well, Montana has four Super Bowls. Bradshaw has four Super Bowls. Why would this guy with one Super Bowl be anywhere close to the GOAT? So, no, obviously the Super Bowls are a big part of it, but you can't take the Super Bowls away from him. No, no, no. Like I, like, But I never like got fired up watching Tom Brady play. Oh, really? Not just no. with his passion, just like how hard no, he was. I don't give a rat's ass see, about none of that. See, that's the thing. Everything that makes Brady great is kind of carny and intangible, right? Like, yeah. he's just the best winner. But he it's focuses true. But more. It's true. I know. Like, he knows knows what the defense is doing even better than the defense knows what they're doing. Like, He's me, an assassin. Give me, give me Dan Marino throwing 45-yard darts from his earlobe. That, to me, was electric. But if he's going up against Brady, he probably loses 35-31. to 31. No question. No question about that. Uh, it's now time for one of our weekly features. Uh, Tom, what do we got for Good Cop, Bad Cop? All right, Good Cop, Bad Cop, and five guys actually play off of each other this week. So for Good Cop, Bad Cop, these are actors who have tried their hand at being musicians. And then fast forward a little bit, musicians who were actors is going to be our five guys. But my good cop is Jack Black, who you hate. I'm pretty sure you hate Jack Black. No, I I just don't think he's as funny as some do. Although I thought he was marvelous in what was kind of his coming out party where John Cusack owns the record store. Oh, I be kind. Rewind. Is that no? No, I, I, I couldn't have made too big an impression on me if I forget yeah, exactly. the title. But he's been in a ton of movies. He's great in Tropic Thunder. Hilarious in Tropic Thunder. One he of his great best in Tropic roles Thunder. There. That's right. And he did School of Rock and really learned how to play guitar in School of Rock and then formed Tenacious D. And they're a pretty successful band. I mean, not necessarily my cup of tea, but you can't argue with their success. They're not a band. They're a comedy troupe with guitars. I do like that he respected Ronnie James Dio, though. Well, I mean, he's a he worships at the altar of rock, so he would do something like that. My bad cop, this was hard to choose because there's a lot of actors who have tried their hand at being musicians. I threw Russell Crowe in there. Oh, God, that band he has? Yes. 
what's it called, 30-odd feet of grunts? I think so. And, and I can't to, remember the title of the Cusack movie. He used to go uh, by the name Russ LaRock, too, in the 80s when oh. he started to do it. But he, I think he's released two commercial albums. But there's a ton of mu- of actors who have Johnny Depp. Hand. Oh, terrible. Johnny Depp and Hollywood Vampires with Alice Cooper and Joe Perry where they're just marks for each other. Ugh. Uh, although, to be fair, I saw Johnny Depp play on stage with Aerosmith at one of the rare times Aerosmith bothered to show up recently <laughs> for their Las Vegas residency, and he played uh, toy along with Toys in the Attic. And that's, you know, by guitar standards, not the hardest song in the world to play. He was passable, and people thought it was a big deal that, that Johnny Depp was there. Right, that's the thing, though. If you're good at playing guitar to the point that you can do that, that's great. You come out, have a big pop at a concert, but you don't need to pursue an entire career in that field. Uh now, now, while I'm going to do the top three list now, while I'm doing that, look up the John Cusack movie. Okay. John Cusack, Cusack Jack, Jack Black. Black. Yeah, he owns a record store. I'm embarrassed that I, I forget it, but my top three list today is top three things I don't care about currently. Uh, number three is pit basketball. They're good. They just won <laughs> in North Carolina. They're just not on my radar. Number two. Who Mike Tomlin talks to or has lunch with at the <laughs> Senior Bowl practices because he had wings with that quarterback last year, uh, Liberty Biberty, Malik Willis, right? Yes. Uh, everybody thought they were drafting him, and of course he drafted the other quarterback who did not have lunch with Tomlin. And number one, I, I don't care about Kenny Pickett not going to the Pro Bowl because that's for good players. I know Tyler Huntley made it. He's a backup. He's a bum. Derek Carr quit his team before the, the season ended, and he's in the Pro Bowl. It's a flag football game. Isn't it just time to ditch the Pro Bowl? Yes, but why do the Steelers fans so desperately want to be the target of a butt of a joke by the rest of the people in the country? Like, it's funny that Tyler Huntley's in the Pro Bowl. Yes. Like, that's something to point at and laugh at, especially since they're your arch rival. Like, that should be. It, it, it sums up the Pro Bowl. They should be relishing in that right now, Steelers Nation. But instead, they're embarrassed by it. They're mad by it. They're the system is screwing Kenny Pickett by it. Like, if you. Just look at it for what it is, the joke that it is. Just laugh at Tyler Huntley for making it in, and don't get your panties in a twist about can you pick and not getting in. It's a football game, for God's sake. Are you going to watch it? No. Not even just for a second, just to see what it looks like? I might pop in for a second. No chance. Uh, (laughs) Okay, uh, what's the movie? Uh, Say Anything. No, it's not. That's what I was told. No, it's not. It's okay. uh, uh, God, it wasn't. uh, Okay, it's. do, Do IMDB, do. John Cusack, Jack Black, Tim Robbins was in it too. Tim Robbins. Yeah, in a, in a relatively brief role. In the interim, uh, I have to ask, will there be a sequel to Cocaine Bear? High Where, Fidelity. High Fidelity, that's it. Will there be a, and that was a great novel by Nick Hornby, and I just couldn't remember because I'm getting old and, and having those senior moments. How many people for the past five minutes of this podcast have been screaming at whatever they're listening on? High Fidelity! High Fidelity! If that happened, then my embarrassment was worth it. <laughs> Uh, okay, we're, we're uh, how many weeks away from Cocaine Bear? Cocaine uh, Bear's the 24th. So like three more weekends, I think? Three, three weeks away from Cocaine Bear. Will there be a sequel to Cocaine Bear? I've not seen the original. But if you kill the bear, that's okay. Just get another bear and more cocaine. Yes. You're never going to run out of bears and cocaine. Right. Or if you don't kill the bear at the end, then it's very hard for anybody to kick a coke habit, or so I'm told. So I'm sure the bear would have trouble getting off that wagon. So there's definitely opportunities for him to go find more cocaine and then brutally murder more people. The the, the bear has to get killed, right? Do you think so? Or does the bear triumph at the end and like they go at the top of like a giant rock and he roars? Make no mistake, I'll be rooting for the bear. I think the bear should win. I think the bear has to win. In history, I'm sure the bear dies eventually, but you got to rewrite that part. I can't wait to see Ray Liotta in this insane over-the-top role. <laughs> Last role ever.
Yeah, but I I don't know. I'd like to think Ray would want it that way. Yeah, I think so too. They could also do like a prequel where like the lead up to the plane crashing with the cocaine happens, like all the drug running parts, and then you crash the plane at the end of the movie and you see the bear, and then it cuts to black, and that's leads right into cocaine bear. Ray Ray's good at playing psychopathic roles too. Like he was the cop. What was the name of that movie? Now he was in a movie with Kurt Russell. Oh God! Remember that movie? No, I don't. Where he yeah, where he stalked. Uh, Kurt Russell's wife. He he like had the hunch for Kurt Russell's wife, and he got Kurt Russell arrested Kurt and Russell. killed his own partner because his own partner was gonna um, was gonna turn him in to unlawful uh, entry. Yes, to in- internal affairs. Yeah, that was Ray Liotta was very good in that. Uh, uh, how about a sequel where the cocaine bear is on the Titanic? Okay, like because this is going to be as big as the Titanic easily, and it's a race against time. Can he eat every passenger before the boat sinks? Well, the or, cocaine or, would help him in that, or he's the only thing that can save the, the boat <laughs> by I don't know by by like take, how would the cocaine bear save the boat? Take but over like, and drive. But no, my plot is my plot is the bear's being transported to the New York Zoo. He breaks free. Gets all gacked up. Because you know there's coke on that boat. And demolish oh, for sure. That that Hockley. Oh, yeah. That Hockley guy had a ton of coke, and he demolishes the boat. <laughs> no iceberg. The bear, like, just mauls a hole in the side of it and starts right. sinking the it. Bear, the bear reaches out and pushes the boat away from the iceberg <laughs> before it hits so he can keep killing people and Everybody, keep getting yes. more cocaine. Yeah. Have you ever been more excited about an upcoming movie than Cocaine Bear? Uh, it's hard to tell because I just know it's going to be a hit. And you know what's going to suck? Or... Actually, it's not going to suck. It's going to make it better. Critics are probably going to pan it, right? Yes. Like, they're going to say it's terrible, which those are my favorite type of movies. Especially the just, like you go on Rotten Tomatoes, you'll see like critic score will be like twenty percent, but then there'll be movies that'll have like audience score eighty percent. You know those movies are glorious. What's the last movie you saw in a theater? Do you see a lot of movies in theaters? <sighs> yeah, Violent Night over this Christmas series. What was that about? Uh, Santa Claus was just a ass kicker. It was from the same people who made the movie Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. So in a similar vein, he just stopped a bunch of assassins that were trying to take over this wealthy family's house. It was awesome. Like, you should watch it. I feel like I wasn't clear enough about about the the plot of Cocaine Bear on the Titanic. I, I, I think I, it's clear. I don't think that the iceberg needs to hit the, the the boat if if the bear's on it. No, everybody dies. The bear needs to. The bear is kind of a hero because he he pushes the boat away from the iceberg, but then he kills everybody. Right. He turns heel on everybody. Also, except except he kills DiCaprio. He falls in love with Kate Winslet. You get kind of a King Kong vibe going there. And it wouldn't take much to do that with Kate Winslet in that movie. She gives it up for anybody that would just look at her the right yeah, way. Yeah, she was a little a little, little loose, That that's for sure. To okay. be honest with you, the bear would kill more people than the iceberg. Because with the iceberg, you know, you get a nice little slow, you get on enough uh, lifeboats, you get out of there. Anybody's trying to load on a lifeboat, that bear's just rumbling through on cocaine and just mauling everybody to death. The bear could, the bear could like, like go run around the boat punching holes in all the icebergs. <laughs> um Looking for, because he thinks they've hidden cocaine, <laughs> cocaine in the, in in the, the boats. <laughs> That's right. Snow looks like cocaine to bears. Okay, what do we got for five guys? All right, like I said before, these are musicians who have acted in movies. Number five, I got Tim McGraw, Friday Night Lights, and Blindside, but his main role was in 1883. He was great as the Dutton Patriarch in that. Uh, I thought he was great in Friday Night Lights as the... The as psycho the, dad. The, the stereotypical psycho dad. Whenever the son was hooking up with the chick at his house yeah, and he yeah, just and taped he, the football and he's like, you hold on to the ball now? And he just started punching him like crazy. And he comes out of the bedroom with a girl that's so young. Yes. She knows the girl that the son's hooking up with. Yeah, just a total scumbag dad. Yeah, but at the end, you know, he, he tells his son he did his best and, and the kid forgets about all the abuse he suffered at the hands <laughs> of his dad. 
Okay, that's a good one. That's a good start. Tim McGraw. All right, Madonna, A League of Their Own. Uh, she was excellent in A League of Their Own. Yeah, but that's really the only thing she did. I think she was in a Bond movie briefly before, too, playing a character, but she wasn't really an actress other than that movie. Did, did you like A League of Their Own? Love it. Yeah, I, I I thought it was a little long, like a lot of movies are. Probably. And I thought there were too many sidebars. Probably why it was a little long. But but yeah, but but over, I, I thought Tom Hanks was brilliant. Oh, he was brilliant. Gina Davis was great. Like you said, Madonna was great. Rosie O'Donnell was great. It was acted tremendously all the way around. You know who was great in his very brief appearance, and it was my favorite scene in the movie. He was, in, I think, two scenes total. Gary Marshall. He he played uh, the thinly disguised version of uh, of Philip K. Wrigley, Mr. Harvey. At the beginning, like the Remember, guy he, that... He brings Jimmy out to his mansion. Right, to, and he thinks he's going to get a job with the, the team, the Cubs, right? My, my favorite line in the whole movie is when he goes, Jimmy, let me be blunt. Are you still a fall-down drunk? <laughs> and, and and Tom Hanks goes, well, that's certainly blunt, Mr. Harvey. <laughs> that that was just tremendous. So, okay, I, so far we're doing great here. All right, Ice Cube. Then he did a lot of works like Friday, um, Boys in the Hood, obviously. And then he just did a lot of family flicks, like, uh, what was that movie called? Now I'm blanking on movies. I'm young, too. I shouldn't be blanking on movies Oh, like I know what you mean, but, but they were family movies, so I had no interest. Right, exactly. Are we there yet? That's what it was called, and stuff like that. I, I, you know you know what? When you said that, I had to think for a minute. He's been an actor so long now, and such a prolific one. I think more of him as an actor than a rap star. Absolutely. I, I think that's the case with the next guy and on my list, too. he wrote Friday's. Did you know that? He was part of the writing team for it. I think he wrote the whole thing, the wow. first one. I would be, well, Boys in the Hood was his real breakthrough as an actor. He's a really talented guy. Yeah, no, no question. No question about that. This next guy I think of more as an actor, too, than a musician, but Jared Leto. 30 Seconds to Mars, but then won an Oscar for Dallas well, Buyers didn't, Club. Well, didn't he go from movies to music, not vice versa? I think he was a movie star first. No, it's a little It's like TV... A little bit. Then he made the band. Then he had small roles, like right when the band was formed. But he took off in like the mid two thousands. And I mean, he won an Oscar in twenty thirteen. Yeah, but that band sucks. Oh, he's a way better actor than he is musician. Yeah, that this is that's your first dud. You're yeah. three for four. All right. Well, this one you can't argue. This one, Meatloaf and Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> that's Bob. You know. You know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have him at number one. Oh, he's but, number one. But, but, no, I don't know. But he, he belongs <laughs> on the list. He was great as Bob in Fight Club. Though. <laughs> Fight Club to this day is still for me one of the weirdest, quirkiest movies I've ever seen. Do you like it? Like I don't think I want. I've watched it maybe twice. I probably should watch it more for how good of a movie it is. But I don't feel interested in watching it again. I, I don't love it, but but it 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 kind of disturbed me enough in some ways. Yeah, that you'd be interested to watch it and rewatch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like a like a Clockwork Orange. I think you brought that up with him on the podcast you did on Tuesday. That movie was so effed up, I watched it once, I will never watch it again. I have yeah, no desire yeah. to watch it again. Yeah. Well, in, I will say this for me. Do you ever see Meatloaf perform? No. If you get a chance, I never saw him live live. And, and that's a failing on my part. Because like that Bad Out of Hell album is arguably it's one, one of the, the best albums. Greatest yeah. albums of all time. But when he performed, like he did Paradise by the Dash Lord Light with a female singer. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Like, like it, you, it put you in the back seat with them. Like you have a lot of expectations live because of how great the album is, and he exceeds the expectations when you see him. Right. Like, and the songs are so well crafted. Like, and that's Jim Steinman, too, who was the co writer on the songs. But like in, in Paradise by the Dashboard Light, where they're doing the Phil Rizzuto thing where he's doing play-by-play. Play, yeah. you know, and now he's coming. Oh, good God. No. What, holy cow. He's yeah. got a big lead. And, and the girl seems stop right now. And the music grinds low, like, stop right now. And she bam, crashes bam, bam, bam. Oh. Before I go any further, will I'm, you love me? Will you love me for that? that 
it just rolls off the tongue. I'm jealous that I wasn't able to experience that. That well, sounds I, awesome. I, but, but if you if you see it on YouTube, him doing that song, it, you, it's amazing. It, it captures it. Yeah. Uh, okay, before we wrap up, Tom, and that was a good five guys. That was good stuff. Except uh, for Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah, we gotta lose Jared Leto. <laughs> I can't. Right, well, how about this honorable mention then? Snoop Dogg for Huggy Bear and Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Leto out. Snoop, Snoop on, in. Uh, yeah, that like, like like Starsky, you moved up a notch in my book. You at notch one. Um, now, do you have an early pick for the Super Bowl? We'll we'll talk again on this podcast before the game. I kind of like Philadelphia because they're dominance in the trenches. But if Mahomes is the goat, it's tough to bet against the goat. And by the way, uh, I lost. I was at a Super Bowl party in Vegas at Circa. When Brady beat Mahomes. Yeah, I remember and, this. And, and I lost considerable money because I bet on Mahomes. And now I feel like if I'm betting against Mahomes now, it would be the same as betting against Brady then. I don't think it's quite there yet. I don't. It remains to be seen if he's going to have that knack in those big games to overcome being the lesser team. Because I think when he won the Super Bowl with Kansas City the first time against the Niners, that was a younger Niners team, kind of in their infancy of the roster that they're in now. And he was, was also, the better team. It was also his first Super Bowl. He's kind of playing with house money. Yeah, he's the better team in that experience. He was not the yeah. better team when he played Tampa Bay, especially up front. The offensive line was dreadful against Tampa Bay's pass rush, and he couldn't overcome it. Interesting to see how his ankle's going to recover over these next two weeks because his well, mobility is going to be huge in this game. Doesn't Hurts have an injured shoulder? Yeah, but I think I'd rather trade an injured shoulder for Jalen Hurts with how dominant I am running the ball as the Eagles' offense for Mahomes not being able to be mobile against Depends my defense. Depends how badly the shoulders hurt, but yeah, he's going to be running for his life against that pass rush. If And he needs to be able to if the Chiefs are going to have any chance, and if his ankle is fine, I think he can do it. Kelsey was injured too and played through an injury, so I think he could do it. It's refreshing to see some athletes play through some tough injuries like that. Well, we'll go over that more next month if anybody really... Once, next week, rather. Uh, okay, here's another sequel to Cocaine Bear. It's the opening scene at Saving Private Ryan. And the bear kills all the Nazis. But then, as he's approaching Berlin, because they just get behind the bear, they keep feeding him blow. He's going all the way to Berlin. He's going all the way to, to the Fuhrer bunker. Are the bullets just bouncing off of him because he's so high on blow? No, they, he just doesn't get hurt. He just doesn't feel them it at doesn't all. Feel anything. He eats right. them alive. Right. By the way, did you know that Hitler gave his soldiers meth? <laughs> that's a true no. story no I'm, I'm totally serious that's why they were able to just go and go and go and go during the initial blitzkrieg especially um that's peds in warfare that's an unfair advantage now now okay but then as he gets to berlin hitler has his own bear a bigger bear the nazi bear and you could call the movie the bear in the high castle does he have better cocaine for the bear too i don't know more See, pure cocaine well but maybe he's just doing the meth thing Oh, he just ups it up, ups the ante with the drug that he's introducing to the bear. Yeah, at some point Hitler's riding the bear. He's riding the bear at 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 the allied bear. In the opening scene when the cocaine bear takes the beach at Normandy, do you still roll up all the boats and then just drop one in the front and it's just the bear that runs out? <laughs> yes. Like just one drops. Like they're all expecting a hundred boats to just drop and light and, them and up, like but it's the, just one. And like the Nazis and, and the Nazis are, are holding off the troops, <laughs> but then but then the landing craft with the bear hits and the door drops, and the Nazis like, oh boy. You know, they're just kinda like, oh, what are we gonna they do? No, it's already a loss. Um okay, one more sequel. <laughs> and, and this is from my childhood because the Godzilla movies were very popular back then. 
Okay. okay? And, but, but they would spin off. Like, there was another monster called Megalon. Okay. And it was Godzilla versus Megalon. Because history shows again and again how nature points out the folly of men. Okay. Jaws versus Cocaine Bear. And the bear would be swimming? Of course, he'd have to be. Unless Jaws would be able to somehow get on land. I no, don't know bear, how that would be possible. Bear has to swim. Maybe you do it in shallow water. Because most shark attacks, as we learn from Jaws, That's true. occur in shallow water. I think that's a, an easy win for the cocaine bear, though, because bears fish a lot. Like, you know what I mean? Like salmon upstream, so they catch them out of the air. He'd be, it'd just be a giant salmon to him if he's on enough cocaine. He'd just start pawing at it in the shallow water and take it out easily. You're, you're underestimating the size of the shark. I think you're underestimating how high the bear is on cocaine. To quote the sheriff, you're going to need a bigger bear. That's Tom. I'm Mark. Thank you for listening to the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. And I think Cocaine Bear would join me in saying, bet now, maybe bear now, bet now from anywhere. Catch new episodes of Mark Madden Unfiltered every week. Available on the Bet Rivers Network, betrivers.com, and wherever you find your podcasts.